Welcome, everybody. It's time for another episode of Asher Sales Sense, brought to you by Asher Strategies, the only global sales training company that integrates leading sales methodologies and the latest neuroscience studies into a simple and repeatable, that's the key, simple and repeatable 10-step process for sales success. Thank you, Paul. Paul is our announcer for Asher Sales Sense, and I'm Dave Potts in the Asher Strategy Studio in Washington, D.C. Our host today is Kyle O'Connell, Senior Partner and Sales Facilitator at Asher Strategies. And Kyla's guest is Christy Sutherland, Director of Business Development and Sales Trainer at Asher Strategies. The title of the show is, Most Companies Are Missing a Huge Opportunity When Using Personality Assessments. Kyla, over to you. Thank you, Dave, and welcome, Christy Soderland. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. Yes, we're excited that you're here because uh, obviously you're going to be talking about something that's near and dear to our hearts, the APQ. And I think that when people think about personality assessments, whether they're in HR or VPs of sales or even CEOs, I think that most of them think about uh, using them for selection, people, you know, for in the hiring process. And I know that we're all passionate about uh, using these assessments for much more than that. And that's why I'm excited that you're here today because you do this every day, live it, breathe it, and you really take people through the process of how to really get the most out of using a personality assessment, not just for selection of new hires, but to increase the emotional intelligence of their entire team. And that's something that I know we all get excited about because most companies are missing a huge opportunity when it comes to using these personality assessments, which is our title today. I'm excited that you're going to be taking us through this process. First, tell me a little about the APQ and how it's different from other assessments that people are more familiar with, like, for example, DISC. Well, the APQ is unique in that it has some large-scale correlation studies that back its validity. So validity is extremely important when using anything for a, a hiring tool. You want to make sure you're using something that actually is validated. It's also very reliable because its methodology not only detects but deters gaming, meaning that it will alert you if the employee or the candidate is trying to sell themselves to you, essentially, or game the system. It also has an add-on intelligence assessment that is used for technical sales, financial sales. It just offers a whole different aspect to a different kind of very highly technical people. It also is very versatile. It allows you to use it for both hiring and coaching and development. It offers very robust coaching and development tools. And lastly, it offers the ability to develop higher levels of emotional intelligence. A recent Harvard study shows us that about 67% of our success in life is related to our overall emotional intelligence level. And this assessment is finely tuned to help individuals and teams develop higher levels of EQ. Yeah, and I mean, I think we can all relate to that too. We've all met people who have maybe you know, extremely high IQs, but perhaps fairly low EQ, that emotional intelligence, and it is distracting and it does hold them back. So what percentage of HR and VPs, you know, VPs of HR, VPs of sales who are exploring using an assessment are thinking about using it for selection only? In my experience, I would say about 75 to 80% of the people that come to us looking for an assessment tool 
are looking for a hiring tool, which, as I said before, this is a great tool for that. It's highly validated, and it's a huge part of your process. Making sure you're bringing the right people onto the team is extremely important. But once you have them there, developing them and training them and coaching them to their unique personality is so important and vital in maintaining them and in keeping them. Uh, Retention nowadays with companies is extremely difficult in, in our current labor market. And you can lose people very quickly if you're not developing them. And this tool is very effective at doing just that. Everybody's talking about the importance of EQ today. And I think as we move more into the technology age. Technology is going to be taking over more and more jobs. The demand for emotional intelligence is going to only increase. How can the APQ help teams increase their EQ? On the team level, there are great reports, dynamic reports that the APQ offers to help managers and executive teams see and identify the trends on their team. Are they all highly assertive or goal-driven or is there a gap there somewhere that could offer a an insightful development opportunity. So it helps them to develop coaching plans, but also gives them really clear insight into how to develop people individually. Um, and understanding where they're similar and where they're different helps people to understand one another and work more productively together. It's funny, I was just training over the weekend a company that obviously they took, they all collectively took the APQ And um, I had a call with their leadership prior to the training to look for those trends that you're referring to. And we had noticed two very distinctive trends. One of them was all of their leaders had very high intensity drive, meaning very impatient. And many of their team members had very low, extreme low intensity drive. And they were not surprised by that. Yeah, they weren't surprised by that, but it was, you could tell the aha moment of some of their internal struggles as a team. And so we talked about how we were going to discuss this with the team and help the leaders understand they need to stretch a little bit down and and kind of calm their intensity a bit. And also to open the eyes of the other team members and they may need to understand where the leaders were coming from and meet them in the middle. And that was pretty powerful to walk them through that this weekend. Absolutely. Once you see that information, it's like taking the veil off and seeing things very clearly. And then from there, you can develop coaching plans that are specific to your team that really help you guys improve. Yeah, I like that. Take the veil off. That's so true. Because how many organizations are just totally blind to this kind of thing? And then they wonder why they're struggling, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how does the APQ really help managers? On the sales manager level, it really helps them to see, you know, the team dynamic is is fantastic, but we're all individuals. We're all unique people. And I once had a sales manager hiring me that told me during the interview process, I want you to understand that I treat all of my representatives equally, but not the same. That always resonated with me. And that is, this is exactly what he was talking about, recognizing the differences and the individual strengths within a person and where they're my challenges might be is going to be different from one person to the next. The APQ really allows managers to see that very clearly. And then with the coaching reports, they are provided in-depth understanding and insight into what that means for their strengths, for their challenges, and furthermore, how to actually coach it, how to have conversations with them and how to talk to them about improving 
themselves as individuals and being more productive. So it really is extremely robust. One of our managers actually refers to it as providing him the cliff notes to manage his team. Oh, absolutely. I mean, as you know, I coach a lot of managers and VPs of sales, and they have said similar things. They've said, you know, now I have this catalyst to have a a very tough conversation about their personality or about their behavior. It's not just my perception of it. It's right here in black and white. You have a 99% assertiveness. So do you see why you might be talking over people? (laughs) (laughs) And it gives them that, you know, that data point to have a tough conversation about their behavior, because let's face it, that's not an easy thing to talk about. That's objective. I mean, if anything, it's totally proven that that person has that extreme because they are the ones who answer the questions in that manner. So it's absolutely a great tool for managers in that way. Absolutely. Some people have challenged me in training classes that it's difficult to stretch their personality. I'll hear things like, I just have to be genuine. I have to be who I am. And of course, I always think that that's interesting. What do you think about that? Do you agree it's difficult to stretch? It absolutely is, especially if your trade is extreme in any given facet of it. However, once you're aware of this, and this all comes back to that self-awareness, and people who are self-aware and aware of what those extremes are, It might be a challenge for you, but the more effort you put into it and the more practice you give it, you can adapt to those stretches that allow you to have better communications and better work relationships, which ultimately makes everybody happier and easier to work with. So it might be a challenge for you, but the more practice you put into it, particularly if you're completely unaware of any of this, stretching any of this is just not going to be possible. You have to have that information. For example, if you have very, very low need to serve, you have a great strength in being very task-oriented and staying on task and not probably have very strong time management skills. All of those things are great. However, that low need to serve is a lower empathy, and people can sense that, and they might take that to mean that you don't care, when that's not necessarily the case. And once you're aware of that, And you might be aware that you have lower empathy, but when you see how extreme it might be, it's like you said before, that light bulb goes off. And now you can be really conscious of it, especially relating to other people. And then you find that the job is easier because you're getting that two-way communication as opposed to just your way or, or, or no way. It's very, very impactful. It's a challenge, but it's certainly possible. Kyla, it's time to take a quick commercial break. Over 200 correlation studies show that natural aptitude is the most significant factor in predicting sales success. Asher's Advanced Personality Questionnaire, the APQ, consistently identifies peak performers in outside sales, inside sales, sales management, customer support, and 17 other business positions. Go to AsherStrategies.com today or call 866-833-9941. That's Asher Strategies at 866-833-9941. We've been speaking with Christy Sutherland about how most companies are missing a huge opportunity when using personality assessments. Now back to Kyla and Christy. Thanks, Dave. You know, Christy, I want to just circle back to the examples of being aware of your extreme traits and then stretching them. I always share some of my extreme traits in training, and one of them is 
a 95 intensity drive. And I always knew I was an impatient person, but it wasn't until I took the APQ that I realized, oh my God, I am more impatient than 95% of the people on this planet. (laughs) I had no idea. I thought because your extreme is your normal. I just kind of go through life thinking that everybody is at my pace of impatience. And when I saw that, I realized, oh, I'm actually the one that's the outlier. And it was life-changing. I mean, I have to work at stretching it every single day. So to go back and say, is it easy? No, but you're right. The awareness is so powerful because I don't want to go through life walking around with this extreme trait and the blind spots that come with it and annoying people or making mistakes, or taking on too much, all the, all the blind spots that come along with having that really high intensity drive. And then it's also allowing you when you're aware of those extremes to celebrate the strengths that come with it, right? So I'm like excited that I have this natural intensity, but you got to be able to rein it in. I just get real excited when people get that aha moment because a lot of times they're not even aware that they have an extreme because that's their normal. Right. That's the moments that we typically have with sales managers when they see particularly their whole team and how they are in relation to their team. It can be very eye-opening and and very impactful on helping them to be aware of, of how to get the most out of themselves, but then also how to lead their team and not manage them because they're elevating that level of empathy and understanding and, and really working with them. It's, it's like therapy, right? <laughs> <laughs> it can be, yes. <laughs> What's at stake if professionals today don't develop higher levels of EQ? I think you touched on it earlier in the conversation about where the trends are going today with emotional intelligence. Many thought leaders are saying that High EQ will be an in-demand, as in-demand a trade as technology continues to replace jobs. The human component that we give cannot be replicated by a computer, and that connection is vital today and will be even more so in the future. So if we aren't developing these levels of emotional intelligence, both as individuals and as teams, we're not going to be as in-demand. We're not going to be able to, to get in there and be a valued asset on the job. Right. And leadership as well. I mean, I think that as I'm going into companies and doing consulting, I can tell right away if the leadership has high emotional intelligence or not. And just by their levels of empathy with their team and the ones that are the highest performing teams are the ones with the leaders that have higher levels of emotional intelligence. Whether you're a leader or a salesperson or anyone working today, it really is critical to develop your EQ. How does developing EQ help teams be more productive? So the way that teams can be more productive, the first layer is understanding yourself and how you are in relation to other people. But when you really understand your team and people who are on your team, where you're very similar, where you might be vastly different, it goes a long way into helping you be more tolerant of one another. You talked about your high intensity. If you're working with people with very low intensity, you just don't even go about your days the same way. You're just wired so differently. And when you're able to see that and teams can see that, you're able to set expectations, first of all, that are clear. I understand that when I need something done because of my high intensity, I shouldn't have to say that I need it done right away. 
But if you're working with someone with a low intensity who is very process oriented and believes in getting a process done, setting those expectations up front goes a long way into avoiding conflict. So that's a huge piece of it. But then also being more productive and being able to develop training plans based on any gaps on your team. If you are all similar, then there's a gap there. There's no balance and there's no one offsetting the opposite sides that strengths can be. So it's really important for teams to see that and understand how they naturally operate as a team. You know, and the APQ offers really dynamic team reports that allow them to see not only those trends, but where we are at the the dynamic of our team and how we naturally work together. And it really is very insightful in, in allowing managers to to work to that team's greatest strengths and be able to avoid their challenges. I totally agree. I mean, it's always exciting for me to hear our customers say, now that we know this person on our team has really high attention to detail, we're going to let him look at all of the proposals before they go out because we know he'll make sure that we don't make any mistakes, right? So they're leveraging the team's strengths because now they're more aware of them. So that's exciting to see. If there are HR managers or VPs of sales listening, what do you recommend as a first step toward developing their team's EQ? The first step is that awareness. Look at the data. See see what you have. Um, We can all guess it takes six to nine months to truly know a person on the job. The easiest way that you can get started is to use the assessment. It's a very low cost of entry. It's $150 individually and allows you all of this insight into coaching and into the team. It's very easy to get started, and it just gives you that baseline of data. From there, we help you develop training plans. We help you look for the areas where you can coach and develop and offer tools to to aid in your training and development. Many HR and sales managers are not only just hiring, but they're also developing in-depth training plans. And if you're not using an assessment to develop those plans, you're missing a really, really important piece of it, something that could be really like a roadmap into that plan and make that job so much easier. Absolutely. It's it's amazing to me how anybody could lead a team without this information because like you mentioned earlier, your old boss saying he'll treat everybody equally but not the same. And that's so critical in effective leadership. If some people need more intensity kind of directed toward them to get things done, then that's how we have to help and and coach and develop them. But if if someone else needs to be told to back down a little and, and slow down a little, then that's a perfect example of how to leverage this amazing tool to coach people differently and depending on their needs. Absolutely. And it, it, like I said, it's the cliff notes. <laughs> it's, it's your roadmap. It, it is, it is absolutely it gives you so much valuable information that without it, you're just sort of in the weeds and throwing darts, <laughs> you know, blindly. It's, it's like cheap insurance. You're hiring the right people and creating development plans that really help to get the most out of them. Kyla, it's time for the wrap up. Thank you so much, Christy, for helping us do a you know, kind of a deep dive into this area of developing team emotional intelligence. I think people will be able to sense how passionate we both are about it. How can people reach you if they have more questions or they want to get started or maybe even get a demo of the APQ? 
The easiest way is to look me up on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, or you can email me direct at csoderland at asherstrategies.com. If you visit our website, you can certainly find my contact information there as well, which is asherstrategies.com. Thank you so much for being here today, Christy. Thank you for having me. And thank you, Kyla and Christy. That's all the time we have for today. Our next show is in two weeks. Be sure to join us. From now until then, John Asher reminds us to please, please get out there and sell something. Paul, take it away. You've been listening to another episode of Asher Sales Sense right here on Asher Strategies Radio. 